Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome to Crossbody of Work. My name is Evan. I am Javier. This week we are looking at one of the most influential acts, not just in tag wrestling, but I'd say in wrestling. Yeah. I mean, listen, when you have an entire rule in wrestling that transcends decades and various promotions named after you, uh, yeah, I'd say you're pretty damn influential. And you brought a whole concept to wrestling? Yeah. Of rock music as entrance music? That's pretty big. Or just entrance music in general. I feel like entrance music, I mean, it was really just like classical shit and like yeah. generic whatever. They they brought the they brought the heat to that bitch. We are talking about the Freebirds. The fabulous Freebirds. Who are all the Freebird members, you might ask? Michael, P.S. Hayes. Yep. Terry Gordy. And good old Buddy Roberts. Also, Jimmy Garvin. We're going to see Jimmy Garvin in one of, one of the matches later. <laughs> well, Jimmy Garvin came like a decade after the group was founded. <laughs> That's true. We're not going to see Bad Street, which is Brad Armstrong. We don't, we don't, we don't, th- we're not doing that. We're not, we're not doing, doing that. that. And we're not talking about their, their singles runs or anything like that. We're just talking about the group as it exists. The fabulous Freebirds. What do you know about the Freebirds going into this? I mean, obviously the Freebird rule, which is yeah. if you have, you know, a tag team or stable that's three or more people, you can if you win the tag team titles, you can rotate which members get to do it. We see that most commonly, most recently with the Usos or uh, sorry, wow, the Usos, the New Day. So actually the Wikipedia page for the Freebirds has a bunch of examples of the Freebird rule. They have the New Day, obviously. Uh, Undisputed Era t- counts in yeah. the Freebird rule. Uh, the Spirit Squad. <laughs> they oh my God, yeah. The Freebird rule, yeah. <laughs> and then a couple, the the Death Dolls in Impact, which is Ty, uh, Ty Valkyrie, Rosemary, and Jessica. Oh, yeah. And then the Heavenly Bodies, which was Stan Lane, Tom Pritchard, and Bobby Eaton in Smoky Mountain. And the Russians, Ivan Koloff, Nikita Koloff, and Crusher Khrushchev in JCP in the 80s. Oh my god, I forgot about Crusher Khrushchev. I can't wait for the Crusher Khrushchev episode. God, what a well, I mean, we've seen him before in Demolition, but yeah, he's yeah. gonna he's gonna be he's Repo Man. It's gonna be a quite the fucking episode. <laughs> I can't wait. Quite the variety in that episode. Uh the other one I know is obviously their legendary feud with the Von Eriks. Yes. It literally made what was it, WCCW? World class championship wrestling down in Dallas, yeah. Texas. Yeah. It's it literally about the territory. It inspired Stone Cold Steve Austin to become a, a pro wrestler. So we we can technically thank the Freebirds for giving us quite literally the biggest star in the history of the business. We can thank the Freebirds for the way that I walk when I think a lot of people are gonna see me. When I think people are watching, I will walk like Stone Cold. I'll walk with a lot of swagger in my step and just snapping my head, 
to the side. Oh no, my mine is mine is the rock. I so need much Stilo. Yeah. So much Stilo coming down that fucking ramp. Any ramp that I have to go down, I'm walking down that bitch like I'm the rock. And when I'm nervous about what I'm doing, I walk like uh, debuting mankind when he had the brown on and he just was very like all crunched up together and was afraid of everything. Although when I'm really feeling good, if I'm surrounded by my peeps, I'm going down that bitch like Vince. <laughs> That's true. That man had no fucks to give. So the Freebirds started performing together in 1979 in Mid-South Wrestling, and it was Bill Watts, who put together Hayes and Bam Bam Gordy. That was the original iteration of the Freebirds. They were meant just to be a tag team, but then they added Buddy Roberts into the mix and became the very unusual for the time kind of trio, three-man gang type of team. Our first match is in 1979, but it's not in Mid-South. It's in Memphis Wrestling. And it is Michael Hayes and Terry Gordy versus Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee, July 14th, 1979. Two out of three falls match because it's the fucking 70s. They only did those. Oh, brother, and it's not the only one that we cover on this list. It's not. Uh, The opening to this match is Gordy coming out with Hayes, and Michael Hayes looks like Taz because he has a towel on his face. Brother, this might be the most electric five minutes in the history of this podcast. Get your friends and neighbors around the TV. If you're over 60, leave the room so you don't have injuries. He's he, He is warning us. Because Michael Hayes is the most handsome man in the world. <laughs> so when Michael Hayes finally gets unveiled, he says he has more moves than Travolta and looks better than Robert Redford. And I was like, this is such a dated reference. It is not even funny. This, I have a legitimate question. Yeah. How many people... I, I don't want to say your age because you are of that next. <laughs> no, no, no. Just because you are of the gener like yeah. you and my brother's generation of people, I feel like are the younger end of people who actually have seen Robert Redford movies from the nineties. Yeah, like people my generation, like twenty five to twenty one to like twenty five. Yeah, fucking no chance. More than like twenty percent of us know who Robert Redford is, right? You know him as the bad guy from The Winter Soldier, which is insane. <laughs> like this dude. He was the biggest star of the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, no one knows who the fuck that is. I could also imagine Michael Hayes would describe himself in the exact same way today. Oh, hell yeah. That buddy's probably saying, oh, that you're talking about that Paul brother. Oh, hell no. Nah. I'm on Michael P.S. Hayes, baby. You want to talk about your TikToks? I'm the real star. He's doing what feels like a Ric Flair impression during this. It's really weird, and he's got he's, the blonde. He's got he no beard. Ric Flair. I know he's got he's got the blonde hair, no beard. Also, Jerry Lawler looks so young when they pan to him. He looks so young. Jerry Lawler. I don't know what he's doing with his hair and his facial hair. Every version of his hair, whether it's on his body, his face, or the top of his head, it's got to go. All of it has got to go. Start from scratch. <laughs> this needs to change. And Bill Dundee looks like he should be related to Donnie and Marie Osmond. Like, he looks so weird. He He's a little bit country. He's a little bit out of place in a wrestling ring. I will say, uh, so I only know Terry Gordy for his in-ring work and for all the praise that he receives from Jim Cornette, mm-hmm. um, which is fucking weird. But, aside, but besides that... Uh, I, I I always liked Terry because I, I, I thought he was a good in-ring performer. I mean, I I have seen more Freebirds matches than I, I think I have, I feel like, heading into this. Because I, I saw this and I was like, 
Oh yeah, I've seen a lot of like I I know Terry Gordon. Like I've seen more of the Von Eric matches. I've seen I've seen more just solo stuff from him. I did not expect him to have that charisma. That like absolutely floored me. Captures your attention. He really does. Right away to the point where I was like, is this Terry talking or is this like Michael Hayes talking without the accent? <laughs> By the way, we need to get into this because Michael Hayes is clearly a star. Like yes. very much. I feel like he's the star of the group because, you know, it's kind of hard to contain Michael Hayes in any setting. But I think what really makes Michael Hayes for me, other than his is clearly I just am going to capture your attention and it doesn't matter what you do. Is his voice. Yes. Does anyone have a more perfect voice than Michael fucking Hayes? It's like Southern draw, but raspy, but still very eloquent. It's it's perfect. We'll talk about it in a particular music video that I think everyone knows we're going to talk about if we're talking about the Freebirds. Uh, but let's talk about the actual wrestling. Trying to talk about the moves here is difficult because there aren't any moves. Do we have to talk about the wrestling? Um, I mean, we do a little bit. Like, we could talk about... Let's talk about the move that ends the first fall. Because a lot of it is just them working over Lawler. Like my that's... Guy, I didn't see the first fall. And then I kept trying to rewind and rewind. And I was like, when the fuck was this fall? So the first fall is Hayes is in the ring with Dundee. He f- does, like, a back body drop to Dundee. And Gordy catches him in, like, a dominator position and shoulder breakers him, and that's oh, enough for the first the fall. Oh, on the shoulder breaker. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a really good tag move. I didn't yeah. expect to see in 1979. I didn't think we'd invented lifting people in the air yet. <laughs> no, we did power drivers, man. <laughs> that's right. We just pulled people down. We had thought about throwing them up to bring them down. We just pulled it them to the crazy. ground. It's crazy. I really. This is something that we could definitely we we definitely need to look up at some point. Is who invent who who was the first power bomb? That is a great question. I wonder we if we'll look that up at some point. That. But that's I'll the mean, first I'll, fall. I'll do my role and, and talk about the match. Uh, you know, we we started that first fall, which is like you mentioned, was the the combo into the shoulder breaker. Uh, they, at one point, they called Terry Gordy the master of disaster, which I thought was the funniest shit I ever heard in my life. It's a great name. Um, Hayes is a body slam, and follows that up with a standing elbow drop, which of course, um, there there's like. A stretch here of like two or three minutes where it's just the free birds cutting the ring off for Dundee. He heats up for like two seconds on on Michael Hayes, but ends up eating a back elbow and it slows him down. Then they just they just keep the ring cut in half, keep the ring cutting half. It's honestly like eight, ten minutes before Jerry Lawler gets into the ring. Once he gets the hot tag, it's fine. Caps it off with the suplex on Terry Gordy for a near fall. Uh, Dundee comes through, scoop slam and a near knee drop for for a near fall. Uh, Dundee hits a sunset flip pin out of nowhere. Yeah, tying it all up. If you're wondering, it's Luthez who's credited with inventing the power bomb. No, Luthez yeah. fucking invented half the moves in wrestling. So, which is really weird because what were we doing before Luthez? And then he walked in and was like, "Fucking brainbuster!" Like. <laughs> <laughs> He showed hey, up and was like, hey. I have some weird shit I want to hit with with you. You guys think Petey Williams invented the fucking Canadian Destroyer? No, 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 no. It was Luthez all it was along. Louis. Also, imagine you're a wrestler, right? And uh, you got this wrestler, and he, he you trust him. But he's like, hey, I got this new idea for a move. And you're like, all right. He's like, okay, first, you're going to put your head between my legs. And he's like, pardon? And <laughs> then what's going to happen is I'm going to scoop you up, 
So your crotch is directly in my face. Pardon? And then I'm going to just throw you to the earth. Uh, and it's going to be awesome. It's like, well, when I break my neck, it's like, maybe we'll find out. How many necks do you think Luthez broke figuring shit out? <laughs> it's more than one. There's no way it's, it's zero. The over-under is one and a half. <laughs> There's no way it's zero. I can guarantee you that one. Before the third fall, the Freebirds just leave for a little. Yeah. <laughs> they just go to the back. They're like, all right. It's like a break. Leave. It's like a commercial break. Yeah. Uh, the, the third, third fall start- is interesting because back of the ring, Hayes is getting worked over by Dundee and Lawler. We get a sleeper by Dundee. Gordy breaks up with an elbow to the back of the head. Hayes, it's like a middle rope floating elbow. I was like, okay, yeah. Michael Hayes getting solid. And then also, all of a sudden, this very old clip switches to black and white like it's fucking WandaVision. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> I was very confused. Um, at one point, the Freebirds say, just fuck your rules. A brawl, like, time expires yep. by the way there's a there's a time expiration and then a brawl breaks out and that's it it's the end Dundee of gets a chair hits the softest chair shot on Gordy and then 73 brother absolutely tattoos Hayes with it it's 73 brothers that's when workers knew how to work uh, they brawl over the end credits of the episode which more shows should end with brawls at the end of the credits you're telling me Love Island shouldn't end with a brawl just a, just a song playing over. You've got Bobby yeah. Lashley and Brock Lesnar going at each other, and then you just hear like a, the fucking the 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 theme song to go away from uh, Family Matters or some shit. That'd be really good. Uh, this match was interesting to see the origins. Honestly, the biggest takeaway was how charismatic Terry Gordy is. Yeah, that was like I expected Michael PSAs to be Michael PSAs. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But Terry Gordy, I was not expecting that level of charisma. That brother sold me on this match. As as it makes sense. You get it. It makes sense. Um they the Freebirds would actually break up for a little. Terry Gordy and Michael Hayes had a falling out, but then they would as a group move to World Class Championship Wrestling, which we had talked about, to start their legendary feud with Devon Eriks as he was ignited by an infamous incident in which Terry Gordy slammed Kerry Von Eriks' head in a steel cage door, which incited a riot. We don't get worked up like fans as we used to. And I think what it is, is they didn't have Twitter. So no. if you were mad in, in the 80s about a wrestling decision, you had to make your voice known immediately right there, and you had to face the consequences of your actions. Whereas now... If I don't like something that happens in a match, I just hop on Twitter later and I just say some shitty things and I won't get punched or arrested. You know, you know what I think it really is? Well, obviously there's that. But I think people have not... We've become more vocal rather yeah. than physical. Like before there would have been a riot, yeah, because people yeah. would have been like, oh my God, this is so serious. Like what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? I'm going to beat your ass. Whereas now they'll just be like, oh, this match is this match sucks. CM Punk, CM Punk, you know, or like scissor me, daddy ass, you know, or like daddy ass, <laughs> yeah, daddy we, ass. We, we just use our words. Yeah, like it's a, it, it's become, I would say, instead of physical, you know, violence, which, think, fuck, we've moved on from that. Can you imagine if people tried to do a riot, like, do a riot now? Yeah, no. <laughs> Fucking Sami Zayn gets screwed out of the world championship in six months. How do you think that's going to go over? By the way, I'll start the riot. (laughs) (laughs) 
It will be me who throws the first bottle. Everyone else could everyone else could use their words. I'm fucking coming for that Samoan dude. And then I'm going after Paul. The WCCW six-man tag titles are on the line. It is July 4th, 1984. Kerry, Kevin, and David Von Erichs versus Hayes, Gordy, and Roberts. The Freebirds entered to Willie Nelson's George on my mind with a bunch of Confederate Georgia flags looking at the worst group of Chippendales I've ever seen in my life. Also, Hayes finally has a beard, so all is right in the world. Because his face doesn't look right without a beard. He looks so young. He even with the beard, he does look really young. Yeah, he looks so young. He's he's. I mean, even still to this day, the guy's probably pushing seventy if I had to take a guess, and he he looks great. Also, the fact that it's they call the tag titles. They're not titles. They're a tr- it's a trophy. I like that. Yeah, it's, listen, it's, me look, man. It's the only wrestling trophy I've ever seen not get fucking destroyed. Also, I mean, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Hayes is only sixty three, which meant he was twenty five wow. in this match. Wow. And was 20 in our first match. What the fuck? That charismatic dude was 20 in the like first even MJF match. MJF was like a MJF was a young stud, don't get me wrong, but MJF wasn't ripping people up in promos till he was like 22. Yeah. Good lord. In our first match that we saw, Terry Gordy was also like what? Was that 18? No, there's no fucking way. There's no, no I, I did the math wrong, wrong way. Okay. 22. He was 22. I was about to say, I, I need the- that birth certificate checked because there's no way that brother's 18. If he's 18, I'm five. <laughs> no, he was 18. He was 18 in the first match, Jerry Gordy. Five years old. That is bullshit. That is the smoothest <laughs> talking high school era I've ever seen. This is like He's like Zach Morris. Oh, my God. Uh, the quality of this video is not great. It's hard to discern who's in the match at any given time. <laughs> It's like the Von Erics you can only tell apart by their, their trunks. David is blue, Kevin is yellow, Carrie is green. Yeah, that is the only way that you're going to be able to tell them apart. Uh, the Freebirds are kind of easy. I mean, it's it's easy to tell when Buddy's in the ring because he's just got the headgear. I, lo- uh, I love that he has like boxing headgear on. Yeah. Gordy's weird obviously look. the big boy. And then, yeah. you know, Michael Pierce Hayes, I mean. Has his long know. blonde hair, yeah. Long blonde hair, and the he's my man's got the stilo. He's got the sauce. He's got the drip. He's got it all, man. What did you think of the actual match? I thought it was fine. Let's be honest. It didn't have to be this like five star incredible showcase. It, it very much felt like because you could hear it. I mean, while, while yeah. the quality isn't as great, you could still hear the crowd. You could still hear the reactions for everything. Like it really felt like what made Hogan versus Rock so great is how yeah. invested the crowd was and. It's obvious, like, that's the deal with these two teams in these matches. Like, they were going to get five stars just based off of the crowd alone. The Freebirds show up. They smash Gary's head in a steel cage door. They talk shit. They're in Texas, which is Devon Eric's backyard. Like, no matter how the match in terms of wrestling quality looks, like, I could see somebody who's never watched any old wrestling. They've only watched things from, like, let's say 2016 to now. And they watch this yeah. and like these this match sucks. Like they're so slow. Like they're or the there's no moves or the moves Where's are really the Sammy choppy. Guevara. It's like it's not about that. They didn't need to have like backflips and yeah. front flips and every and sentons and whatever. They could just do drop kicks and it was the biggest thing in the world. Yeah. I mean, Gordy is in with David. 
somehow David is the they call him the powerhouse of the Von Eriks. Yeah. That brother is scrawny as hell. He also <laughs> at no point really does any power moves. Maybe this is just a different type of match for him, but also Carrie looks bigger. He's Carrie not tall. He's Carrie taller than big. Carrie, but Carrie's clearly the bigger one. Uh anyways. Hayes just starts running around ringside, yelling at the crowd. He does this in a couple of the matches. Michael Hayes does not like crowds. No, Michael Hayes hates large groups of people. Uh, <laughs> David knocks Roberts to the floor. Kevin's in with a drop kick. Uh, we get a knee drop to Gordy, who gets a shot, and Roberts gets tagged in. And this is where I realized that Roberts has the boxing headgear. <laughs> I was like, this is great. And they just kind of isolate Kevin for a while. Yeah. Uh, they're doing that. At one point, uh, David is very mad at, at Michael Hayes. Yes. He's just, he is so pissed off at this dude. Uh, Hayes is just constantly talking shit. Uh, and at one point, David is able to get ahead because of it. Gordy hits a power slam and a knee drop for a near fall. Buddy hits like a twisting neck breaker. Yeah. At one point here. It looked kind of weird, but it, it, it honestly, what it looks like is... Uh, Candice LeRae's finisher, that like weird twisting neck breaker where she really oh, just yeah. grabs the arms yeah. from the top rope. It's just that, but like standing. Yeah, it kind of does look like um, that. Then we get the first fall, really. Yeah. A uh, little down the line here. Well, I'm lost in my notes. Evan, go ahead. Uh, so David and Roberts both get hot tags. During the hot tag, Gordy does a blind tag, hops on top, gets a cross body onto uh, David, and that gets the first fall. That's David it. gets pinned by Gordy. Something that we'll get to that. We'll, 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 there's going to be another callback for the flying crossbodies. Yeah. Uh, second fall is David and Gordy to start again. Roberts gets bumped out the apron by David. And this is where I realize Hayes comes in and David's telling him, bring it on. And Hayes is just his whole body control and his facial expressions. Like he's he sells everything so well. He's so yeah. pissed off, but he's also scared, but he doesn't want to be scared. Like, he can convey so many emotions in a wrestling ring, which, like, I get why Michael Hayes has been a producer for so fucking long. I get it. Because he's good. Because he's really good at it. He's so good. I, like, I, there's, aside from the late, great Dusty Rhodes, I think the only person I want helping me out with, like, character and selling and facial stuff and really getting into it with the audience is, is Michael Hayes. Yeah. I get um, it. At one point, Carrie gets a hot tag, does a meeting of the minds between Buddy and Hayes. This happens uh, in every single Freebirds match. Two of them get their heads conked together. I mean, you could see why Buddy decided to wear headgear. He's going to get conked eventually. Yeah, yeah you're he's, right. He's going to get the little boink. That little uh, two of Okay, well, <laughs> at one point, Gordy hits a stun gun on Carrie. Uh, Buddy hits a backbreaker for a near fall. Hayes does a bear hug on Carrie. Um, Carrie tries to heat up at one point, but Buddy is able to hit a is able to rake the eyes yeah. to prevent that heat up spot. Carrie uh, out one, so the second fall comes, which is essentially Carrie uh, inside the ring and David on the apron hit a double clothesline on Buddy. One, two, three, falls are evened up here, and then we get the rev. So the ref, <laughs> who is not the first time we see this ref. Nope. He's rocking an Adidas shirt. Um, he announces that for the final fall, there's going to be a second referee. He says, smarten up. He'll disqualify you if you if people keep 
jumping in and breaking things down. He asks for a second ref to help contain these guys, and they bring out the oldest, angriest ref of all time. They bring out the Walter Matthau of fucking referees. He is he is not happy to be there. He was supposed to be off today. Anyways, third fall, not bad. Immediately when the old dude gets into the ring, he pushes Michael Hayes. So that's you know, <laughs> show up, push Michael Hayes, leave. That's a good sign. Um, Carrie, it's a uh, uh, like he gets up to the top and hits like a fall away flying elbow drop for a near fall. I've never seen that before. Someone just falling no. backwards into an elbow drop. It's kind of weird. It looked it looked pretty good though. Um, he was our start targeting the gut of Carrie. Hayes puts on a bear hug. Um, Carrie hits a hip toss. Gordy tags in immediately. Puts on a bear hug himself. Yeah. Buddy just, tags in. Puts on a bear hug himself. It's a lot of bear hugs. Carrie is eventually able to break the hold by trying to take off the the headgear of Buddy. We get a hot tag to Kevin, drop kick, and he wants the iron claw. He can't lock it in on the head, so he goes for the next best thing and works the iron claw to the tummy. He's going, he's going to the stomach. He's gonna, he's gonna rip out what you had for lunch. For those who don't know, the reason why the Iron Claw is such a thing of significance is because Fitz Von Eric, the father of all these yes. Von Eric boys, that's his finisher. That was his move. The Freebirds get the advantage a little. Kevin accidentally takes out a ref after a Hayes leapfrog. So we're back takes down to Adidas one Takes out Adidas shirt ref. Yeah, he takes out Adidas, not old old man. The second it goes down to one ref, everything breaks the fuck down again. Yeah, there's like a bra in the middle of all that. Kevin hits a flying crossbody on Terry Gordy. One, two, three. The Von Ericks win the match. The Von Ericks win the match. Not bad. Crossbody's solid good. stuff. Yeah, solid, solid stuff. They're pretty good. This uh, is not the match I would recommend people watch. No. We're going to take a break. When we get back, more Freebirds and Von Ericks. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Back from the break, we have a street fight. Between the Freebirds and the Von Ericks. Uh, Javier's laughing at me as I'm saying this because I've fucked up twice on the intro coming back from the break. Twice! That's what happens when we have back-to-back matches against the same team is my notes and my brain just do not compute. But we're here and we're making it work. We have the Freebirds and the Von Ericks in the Come As You Are street fight. June 5th, 1984. Uh, they have the Bad Street USA theme song now. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> It's Hayes and Gordy Roberts. Roberts and Gordy in crop tops. Bring back the crop tops. Brother, as soon as I start getting this midsection looking a little more feisty, crop tops are coming back, baby. Yeah, because if I wear a crop top, it looks a little bit more like the Blue Meanie than I'd like it to. <laughs> no, but here, man, you just got to own it, you know? 
you're married. Who are you impressing? That's, you know? that's true. That's true. I think about it like that. Uh, I thought, because the, the Von Erichs come out, and they have Fritz with them. And I'm like, oh, sick. Fritz is here. Like the patriarch, the Iron Claw guy. I'm like, that's awesome. And I thought he was going to be the, like, manager. <laughs> nope. He is in the match. That brother's in the match. Also, why is he looking? Why do I feel like his gear here is exactly what Dusty's gear was like? Uh, like a decade ago when he was doing his whole thing with the boys where he yeah. had like the blue, like flannel, like cowboy shirt. He kind of, the they kind of like the double denim, you know, yeah. the Canadian tuxedo, if you will. Uh, we have Fritz, we have Kevin, and we have Mike in for the Freebirds or for yes. the uh, Von Erics. The Von Erics against the Freebirds, the same three because we don't talk about Jimmy Garvin, not until later. Not till the very end. Uh, they throw hands immediately. They do not wait at all because this is a blood feud. Of course you wouldn't wait. And to think all this started because Kerry had to get his head somewhere it didn't belong. I like the idea of blaming Kerry. Like, <laughs> hey, if your face wasn't between the steel, everything would be hunky-dory between these two groups. Hey, man, I'm also going to blame him because he gave me Lacey Von Eric, and God, she was awful. That's <laughs> so mean. God, she was really bad, though. So mean. We're going to dive more into it when we eventually do a Von Eric episode, which is going to be tough to find just five matches because there's like nine uh, Then we of just them. do a carry Von Eric episode. Yeah, I guess, I'm, I, I guess that probably makes yeah, That's a former sense. Intercontinental Champion right there, man. The Texas Tornado. Never understood why he had to have that name. Anyways, match starts with a massive brawl. Uh, Adidas ref is back. He says there are no rules except because this is a tag team match, only one man in the ring at a time from both teams. Both teams ignore Adidas ref because it's a street fight. They don't care. Yeah, Kevin is bleeding from his back before the match even starts. Yeah, that's that's a backstage problem. That's a that's that's clearly a wound from before. I mean, they did have a brawl, so admittedly, you might have just gotten cut up from that. The Von Erics rule the ring, and the Freebirds are on the outside, and their strategy is, let's just throw some chairs in the ring. Let's <laughs> hey, these guys who kicked our ass and took us out of the ring, let's give them weapons. Uh, Freebirds, at one point, gang up on Kevin in the corner, because yeah. that's what you do. When life gets hard, bully Kevin. That's fair. I also I feel bad, because I also think Kevin is the remaining Von Erich, so... <laughs> Um, those draw those need draw, like th- th- at one point they're like uh they they Kevin I believe is is doing like those those working of the leg where he does like the dramatic you know like you drop on the leg and like kind of wrench the knee a little bit when you do the drop he does it so dramatically he does it's incredible um Hayes does a scoop slam goes up to the middle rope to do a splash he misses that Fritz gets in the ring. <laughs> I love Fritz von Erich. I want to be Fritz von Erich in that age, at that age. I want to do that. I want to be the old man that just beats on Michael PSAs. Yeah, he's whipping PSAs. And also, um, Hayes gets choked in the ropes, and Fritz takes the belt and just whips Hayes with it repeatedly. Way, just... A brawl breaks out for the third time. We're like seven minutes in. <laughs> were, you, were you listening to commentary during this match? Um, at a low volume, but yes. Commentary at one point says this is the largest crowd to see wrestling anywhere in the world. Yes, I, I heard that, and I was like, anywhere? 
And then they give a very like wide range. At first he says 25, which I don't think he meant to say, but then says between 50 and 60,000. Because 25 to 60 is a range. Like if that's your Tinder range, you're swiping on everybody and their mom. Right? Like 25 to 60 is a range. That is that is an absolute range, yeah. Um <laughs> Old man gets the belt shots, like you mentioned. Terry Gordy does some incredible looking punches. Yes. Great looking good. punches from, from Gordy. Uh the crowd I, is hot as fuck. I really like Terry Gordy. Like I get Terry the, Gordy the was the one that shined in this entire episode for me. I mean Michael Hayes was gonna be Michael Hayes. I knew what I was expecting. I knew first off, I knew what I was gonna get. I've yeah. done enough Michael Michael Hayes uh, research. I knew what I was going to get with Michael Hayes. Terry Gordy took me by fucking surprise this episode. I was like, oh my god, Terry Gordy's fucking awesome. Yeah, I think because you just you associated Michael Hayes, you know what I mean? Like that's the free word we've seen for so long that you kind of forget how good Gordy was. Uh, Fritz is back in the ring. All hell's breaking loose. Fritz is the meeting of the mind. Iron Claw by Fritz on Hayes, and he grabs one on Roberts too. He has two claws yeah. going at once. <laughs> That's that skill right there. Yeah. Uh, Von Erich's whip Hayes into Gordy at one point here. Yeah. Kevin hits a flying crossbody out of nowhere. One, two, three. The Von Erich boys have done it. I was very surprised that the Von Erichs won. Just because they had gotten so much shine that I, I'm so trained now that like whoever's getting that much shine through the mid part of the match is going to get fucked up in the end. Yeah. Like the Freebirds will cheat and somehow win. Nope, just another crossbody. I think we we kind of worked ourselves into a shoot here, though, brother, because the crowd is between twenty five and sixty. So you gotta you gotta send them home happy. Also, you're right. Kevin is the surviving Von Eric. Yeah, it's very yeah. sad. Yeah, it's very sad. Well, in our Von Eric episode, we'll get more into the Von Eric family tragedy, but. Yeah. Tragedy. Uh, also, G, have you seen the fo- the photos of Zach Efron? There's going to be a Von Eric movie, and he's playing, uh, I think he's playing Carrie. Oh, my God. Yeah. No. In the first photos uh, of him, and he looks like, you know, Zach Efron, Zach Efron's like a built guy. He looks Zac Efron. jacked to the gills. He's, he's playing Kevin Von Eric. He's playing Kevin? He's playing, playing the Kevin. wrong Von Eric. He looks jacked to the fucking gills. That brother is Carrie, and I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. Him, Jeremy Allen White, and Lily James are going to be in this movie. Jeremy Allen White, is that... Is that uh, that's it's, that's it's the guy from The Bear. Yeah. 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 I love The Bear. First off, that is Lip Gallagher. Thank yeah. you very much. I haven't seen Shameless, so that's, that's where I'm at. Anyways, moving on. We get to our promo segment of the week. So let's talk about maybe the Freebirds' most important contribution to wrestling. And I think that's it's a big thing to say, but I think it's, it's fair. It's not. During the 80s, a number of North American wrestling promotions who licensed copyrighted music faced difficulties in continuing the licenses. Other promotions did not license music, and they were under scrutiny because they didn't you know, pay for the fucking music. So they were like, how do we figure out solutions? So WWF hired a couple guys to do music. You know them. They're two gyms, Jimmy Hart and Jim Johnston. Those worked out pretty well. One really well. The other one has a megaphone. Yeah. And they use the talent to write and produce music for which copyrights could be controlled. 
around the same time, Michael Hayes was like, hey, I believe I can do anything. I'm a talented guy. He made Bad Street USA, a song and a music video, and we are talking about the music video. It's black and white to start, and smoky feel all over. And I don't know if I've ever listened to this song on purpose. You know what I mean? Are you serious? Like I've heard it. I've heard it before, but I don't think no. I've ever gone out of my way to listen to Bad Street USA. This is arguably the song, the wrestling song I have heard most outside of Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn. Really? Yeah. Wow. This why, is why? Bad Street is a very important song to me. It, it's it's easy. Like at one point, it was one of my favorite gym songs early on in my gym loving thing. Have you ever tried running to Bad Street USA? No. Do try it, Evan. I've never, I've never tried running. <laughs> Evan, try, I'm telling you right now, go for a walk. Listen to Bad Street USA. You will be sprinting down the fucking block. Sure looks like a bad street in this music video, being There's black and so white. so much leather with chains. No, every house's door looks like shit. <laughs> it's just, it, it, it looks like those, those before and afters of like, they tried to build a subdivision and now it's abandoned. You know what I mean? Oh my God. Uh, Michael Hayes has all the sauce in the fucking universe. All it's of got, it. And it's got the driving drum beat and the rock, solid rock guitar riff. Like it's it's a pretty good song. Let's talk about Michael Hayes' singing voice. What do you think? Bad Street in the USA. As far it's, as it's good, man. As it's far good. as wrestlers singing, it's not bad. It's you know. I would, you know what I will say? I will put it right fucking there with Chris Jericho. I don't care what anyone says. I I put that right. If Chris Jericho's here, so is Michael Hayes. Did you ever listen to the WWE Originals album? Do you remember that one? The one that has like Shawn Michaels and, and all that jazz? The one, it's from 2003 where they had wrestlers sing or rap their own songs. Okay. And it's got like... Trish Stratus, the Dudley Boys, Rey Mysterio, Lita, Kurt Angle singing a song called I Don't Suck. Like, Jericho's uh, on it. Eddie and Chavo are on it. No. Rikishi has a song called Put a Little Ass on it. I remember listening to this and, like, we were judging how good people were at singing their own songs. Also, the second last song, or the last song, is, of course, Basic Thugonomics by John Cena. Yeah. It's it's an interesting listen. But honestly, I'd say Michael Hayes, pr- pretty good. Michael, I told you, man, he's right there with Jericho. Wherever Jericho is on your list of wrestling singers, he's right there with him. Yeah, it's fair. Bad Street is fucking awesome, man. At one point, he goes, don't you come looking on this side of town because this is where the Freebirds, I don't fucking know what he says for the next two words. Where the Freebirds live down. and everything's going down. Yeah. I looked up it's- the lyrics on Genius. Brother, this is amazing. Uh, Bad Street Energy. I am like, this is incredible. At one point, there's World War II footage. Which I do not understand where that came from. <laughs> the, the the fucking drip, the sauce, the stilo, the riz. This brother's got it all, man. I don't know. I, there's clips of wrestling. 
So Bad Street is in Atlanta, GA. It's the baddest street in the whole USA. Bad Street is nasty and hot. The further down the block you went, the badder it got. Which, when I say it like that, sounds like a Dr. Seuss book. Like, <laughs> sounds like the Lorax is going to pop out at any fucking moment and mug me. It's going to be insane. At one point, all three of them sing into the same mic. Bad Street! <laughs> Uh, it's it's just it's incredible, man. I hate that the song is legitimately catchy. Cause here's the thing: I've been listening to Midnight's because I'm a person with a pulse. Brother, look, man. I'll open my phone right now. Go over to Apple Music. Oh, would you look at that? Fucking would have, could have, should have. What a Whatever. surprise! But after I watched this, I caught myself walking around going, "Bad Street, Land of G." I was like, "Fuck! Why am I listening to this song?" You're like, "No." You should you should you should be like hey or it's me you know hi I'm the problem it's me uh I understand why this would be super popular in the eighties I fucking get it a wrestler comes out with a song that isn't terrible I I a hundred percent get it look man at one point fucking Eddie Murphy was the top of the 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 goddamn uh the the the, the, the list yeah. pop charts because he dropped fucking my girl wants to body all that time. Which is in Grand Theft Auto, by the way. Uh, Party all the time. It's a banger. Legitimately bangs. Banger. Slaps. So that gets sampled on the latest terrible DJ Khaled album. Uh, Is it the one that God did or whatever? Yeah. God did. And some of my friends, we're listening to this album and some of my friends are like, oh, like I like the sample. I'm like, oh yeah, that's Eddie Murphy. And they were like, Sorry, what? Like, and then I got more surprised. I was like, sorry, you don't know Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy? It's incredible. It's an incredible. And every like six months, it'll trend on Twitter because people will just be like, oh my God, Eddie Murphy did music? Yeah. It's great. It's good shit. Uh, the way the song this- is called Party, uh, DJ Khaled with Quavo and Takeoff, and it's actually pretty good. It's the Migos. It's Eddie Murphy. I'm in. Um, Bad Street is is amazing. Um, the significance of it cannot be understated. It quite literally popularized rock and roll uh, as an entrance thing. Like, think of all the great songs we've gotten over the years. Like, obviously, you know, Stone Cold's theme song. We've gotten, you know, Basic Thugonomics. We've gotten every John Cena song. Do, 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 do. Uh, you know, we've gotten the fucking Motorhead singing triple h's song dx song nwo we don't get any of this if it's not for bad street we wouldn't have had x factors theme song sung by uncle cracker without bad street <laughs> let's take a break so i can go through the entire x factor slash uncle cracker discography when we get back we're looking at two more Freebirds matches Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. 
Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Back from the break where we legitimately discussed the Uncle Cracker discography. Uh, little, Give me little... boys. <laughs> so the Freebirds did go to the WWF for a brief run in 1984. They were part of the Rock and Wrestling Connection period. They wrestled under the guidance of Cindy Lauper's manager, David Wolf, but left after an altercation with Andre the Giant because yep, the boys yep, were yep. late to a show. Gotta go. Gotta go. If you piss off a man whose name is the Giant, you have to leave. Them's the rules. If you piss off Andre the Giant, one, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. And so two, instead, you're wrong. We're looking at the AWA. So they went to the AWA and had a feud with the Road Warriors, looking at their tag championship match from September 28th, 1985. We see the Freebirds. First thing I notice, I'm like, oh, the Freebirds have face paint on to make fun of the, of the Road Warriors. That's awesome. Then it's less awesome because it's the Confederate flag because of course it is. First off, brother, we're at a base. Or definitely, this is a minor league baseball park. I fucking love wrestling at baseball stadiums. It makes no sense. Brother, they didn't change the bit. Usually, like when they had the Royal Rumble at the Diamondback Stadium, yeah. they, like it didn't look like they were at a baseball no. field, except like, for the, the kinda... like the dugout entrance. That was it. Yeah, that was it. Which, by the way, was fucking sick. It's very cool. The difference here is they literally decided we're not changing anything. We're just gonna put a ring in the middle, and there are gonna be like random people around ringside. Like I'd expect the Philly fanatics to be walking around at any given point here. <laughs> Like it, it's it's just a fucking baseball diamond. Like, and there's they didn't use the use of negative space is very interesting because it's not like the the ring is close to the stands. There's so much room between the ring. Everyone has a nosebleed seat. It's, it's crazy. kind of like in the it's in that area between the mound, third base, and home. That's yeah. where the ring is. It's just, very weirdly set up. It's very weird. I do love that it's in a baseball state because to me it makes no sense, but I also love baseball food. And I like to imagine that the, the yeah. concessions were still going. Brother, you, go to, you go to a baseball game, what are you getting? So first off, I'm going to the I'm going to Fenway, obviously. And what I do is I don't really get proper food at the okay. in the park. Yeah. Outside they have these little carts. They do yeah. sausages. So what I do mm. is get a spicy sausages. Give me my peppers. I need my peppers. On the side, a little drizzle of ketchup over. Just a tiny spit so you get a little bit of sweetness on top of the spice. You need that little bit. I dog that. Go into the park. I'll get a drink. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's let's say, you know, uh, if I'm feeling a soda, I'll get a Coke or a Sprite or whatever. Most of the time, it's usually a water. About... Fifth, sixth inning, depending on how the game is, I'll go off to the concession stands. Might get me an ice cream. Might get me a uh, a nice little Italian ice yeah. or something like that. We go back. We finish the game. On the way out, go back through the cart, get another one of them Italian or spicy I Italian like sausages, and I'm out. I, I'm a That's big it. street. I'm a big street meat guy, especially if you're going to a game. Like I'm big on that. And then if if you're in the game, you got to get a dog. I'm a big soft pretzel guy. Understandable. I'm a big soft pretzel guy. Get the soft pretzel and then same thing, probably get a pop, get a soda, you know, treat yourself. 
I'm very happy I don't drink because every time I go to baseball games or any sporting event, I look at the pop and it already costs like $4 for some fucking reason. And then I look at my boys spending 13 bucks on a beer and I'm like, whoa, that's like this big. That's rough. Anywho, no, what'd you think of, uh, what'd you think about this match? Road Warriors got a good little pop. Uh, they immediately come out and are like, fuck this, start beating ass. Yes, they absolutely uh, do. Hayes and Gordy go for a walk. They <laughs> sure like, do. Fuck this. We're and out. They have so much room to go on a walk. So those brothers, uh, those brothers it, were deep into the it, In terms of the actual match, Gordy and Hawk are the two to start it. Hawk with a clothesline, knee raise. Hags, Hayes gets tagged in, and Hawk is like rubbing Hayes' face. And I was like, is he trying to get rid of the face paint? <laughs> What's going on here? Something like that. Hawk is just... First off, Hawk is in the ring for a very long time. Hawk really carries this match for the Warriors. It's because no one could touch him. That's really the issue here, is that the the heels weren't getting any offense in for the longest time. At one point, Gordy tags back in. He tries doing the, the, the Ric Flair corner flip, gets stuck midway through, and Hawk has to help him out. Yep. Uh, at one point on the outside, so it's the Road Warriors in the 80s, so obviously they've got Paul Ellering. Yep. And it's the Freebirds, so obviously they've got Buddy, uh, Buddy Roberts. So in the outside, they just randomly pan to Paul Ellering threatening to beat up Buddy Roberts. And I'm like, Paul Ellering doesn't even fucking wrestle, Buddy. Beat his ass. But you're a Why heel. are you, you running? Gotta, you got to be scared. I, Paul Ellering does have intimidating dad energy. So I get it. He really that. does. And then he had that. hair. So yeah. it was it was, it was was less intimidating than it is these days because these days he's bald. But still... Hayes tries to sunset flip on Hawk. Hawk stays entirely upright. Uh, Gordy doesn't want the tag in, not in like the I'm turning on on Hayes way, but in the like, I really don't want to do this way. I don't want to fight Hawk. He's scary. He uh, reluctantly gets in the ring. Um, <laughs> gets an opening because he dodges and Hawk runs his shoulder into the ring post when he's charging into the corner. So a little bit of an opening for the birds. Uh yeah, he posts himself. Gordy gets a suplex. He starts taunting. At one point, he tries to ram Hawk's head into the corner. Hawk refuses to let that happen. Yep. Muscles his way out. Ends up doing it to, to Hayes a couple times. Gordy, at one point, he hits a power driver on Hawk. Um, Hawk starts no-selling. He kind of does. Then just throws punches. Does not give a fuck. Does a meeting of the minds, Evan. Of Charlie. course. Check that, check that yeah. off. Um, Hayes hits a scoop slam, goes up to the, goes up to the top rope. Hawk meets him there, tosses him off. Uh, Gordy, here's where the baby fa- or the heel. I call them the baby faces because they're just getting their ass beat, but they're the yeah. heels. Where the heels uh, get the advantage back. At one point, Hawk whips the shit out of Gordy into the corner, chest first. Yeah. Gordy rebounds back off of that and collides with Hawk. Yes, just runs into him. And based off of that, Animal tags in, and he gets a fucking hot tag. Yeah, atomic drop, big power slam, Hayes breaks up a pin, all four end up in the ring. Hawk gets like a two-hand raise in the air choke on Hayes, which is impressive because he's not a tiny person. Like, Hayes is a big guy. Hayes is a barrel-chested man. And then Roberts absolutely fucking clocks Ellering on the outside with a chair. Yeah. You know what's the great equalizer to being afraid? Hitting people with a chair. Yeah, you know, are you scared? Why? There's a chair right there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then we, like, Hayes holds animal. He ducks. Hayes gets clocked. 
Hawk is on the outside stomping out Buddy Roberts. He's just, that's his strategy. He's like, I'm going to stomp out Buddy. And then we get the finish in the ring. So Animal hits a press slam to Gordy. Um, Hayes comes off the top rope to break the pin with a knee drop. Gordy pins Animal. One, two, three. The Freebirds fucking win somehow. I don't understand what just happened here. Neither do I. But honestly, I like this match. It was quick. It was in a baseball stadium. But that's not it. That's not the end. No, what happens after that? (laughs) Freebirds get the titles. Dip right away. Right away. The 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 ringside like announcer person, like the the, the interviewee guy, I guess, finds Vern Gagne. For those who don't know who Vern Gagne is, he's the owner of the AWA. Um he asks Vern asks for a replay, shows that there was a DQ or some shit that went down, I guess. The decision's reversed. Road Warriors are still champs. Weird. I don't know what just happened here, but all I know is Tales of the Territory covered the AWA this past week. Or oh, last nice. week, I think it was. It was really good. Recommend anybody who can watch yeah. that. Go do that. So let's go to WCW slash NWA in 1989. So this is where we're going to get Michael Hayes being paired with Jimmy Garvin. Garvin's here. They were paired as the Freebirds in WCW, enjoyed a couple reigns as the world and U.S. tag champions, and were joined by Gordy as well for a bit. They employed the services of a masked third partner. That's Brad Armstrong as Bad Street. We don't talk about that, really. And had a variety of different managers, including DDP. Yeah. Big Daddy Dink, which is Oliver Humperdink, who you did not remember from the fucking Bam Bam Bigelow episode. Uh, Precious, which is Jimmy Garvin's real life wife, uh, and little movie, little Richard Marley, also known as Rocky King, who I'd never heard of. You never heard of Little Richard? I mean, I've heard of Little Richard, but this is not that Little Richard. Oh, yeah, it's not. You didn't get Little Richard to be the fucking manager of the Freebirds. Are you insane? Why not? I don't have time to get into all of that. Most That's- iconic group in wrestling to this point. Damn it. I don't care what anyone says about the four horsemen. Freebirds Spe- rule. Speaking of iconic groups, wait till you hear about this tag team we got. It is NWA Halloween Havoc 1989, and it is the Freebirds versus the Dynamic Dudes, a team that I think I'd heard of before, but I didn't think legitimately existed. Brother, I've heard of the Dynamic Dudes. I knew Johnny Ace was one of the dynamic dudes for obvious reasons. Yeah. I did not know who the other dynamic dude was. Who is it? It is fucking Shane Douglas. It is Shane Douglas. The franchise was a dynamic dude. The dynamic dude franchise. The dudes have Jim Cornette at ringside too, as you can tell, because there's a little guy out there with a tennis racket. (laughs) You're like, that's only Jim Cornette. Can only be one. Uh, blonde mulleted Douglas and Ace sits so wrong with me, especially Johnny Ace. Johnny Ace, one, having that much hair, and two, having it be a blonde mullet is so unsettling. Everything about this match was unsettling to me because you could, like, Hayes is obviously, Hayes is probably only like 35, 36 at this point. He would be 30. He's 
I'm sorry, what was that? He would be 30 in this match because we did the math earlier. He was 20 in 1979. It's 89. Because so he looked like he's 42. He'd only be, yeah, he's, he's 30 here. That's insane to me. Um, he still looks like, he, don't get me wrong, he still looks good. Uh, I, for a second there, before I realized it was Jimmy Garvin, thought that was Terry Gordy. And I, was I like, also thought it was Terry Gordy. I was like, what the fuck happened to Gordy? <laughs> I was like, what? Gordy's been going through it. What did they put in the crack? <laughs> <laughs> Gordy's, um, been, Gordy's been hitting the gym repeatedly. My exact notes were, Hayes still looks great, but is that fucking Gordy? The years have been hard on my guy. Oh, no, that's Jimmy Garvin. <laughs> this is probably the best actual in-ring work of any of these matches. Yeah, if I'm being honest, if if you want to go back and watch any of these matches, I would still honestly say... Don't watch this and watch, I don't know, probably like the street fight. I'd probably say the street fight with the Von Erichs. It's a quick watch. It's fun to see Fritz do his thing. Plus, you get the Von Erich feel. If you're going to watch an actual tag match, this is the best match of the five. It's the best match, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's sad because it has Johnny Ace. Um, yeah. Anyways, Hayes starts strutting and dancing at one point here and he showing the world. Showing the world why he's the GOAT. At one point, he does a sunset flip into a uh, into a pin. Douglas counters that with a roll up of his own. It's a near fall, obviously. Uh, Shane at one point hits a neck breaker. Garvin gets into the ring. Johnny Ace gets into the ring, and buddy, New Japan copied these motherfuckers because the <laughs> changes of hands were fast and furious. They were doing it well before Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were fighting forever. And Ace ends up getting the advantage with a drop kick and a hip toss. Quick, a lot of quick tags by the dudes. Uh, Douglas does a rope-assisted flip to avoid one of those arm bars, which is nice. And they're just kind of working over the the Hayes arm. That's kind of the the plan, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the dudes hit a double leapfrog where they both do the leap, a scoop slam, double elbow, and a double drop kick. And I was like, wow, the dynamic dudes are very in tandem. Like for dude. a team I didn't know, ex- dude. It's like, dude, where's my car? Dude. I'm happy dude. that both Ashton Kutcher and Sean William Scott seem to be pretty good people. Well, Ashton Kutcher doesn't wash his kid. So. Yeah, but he also saves people from human trafficking. I think that balances it out just a bit. Just a bit. Depends what I'm on, saying is... Depends on your perspective. Yeah, I, I'm just glad that those two... Like, I, I haven't had them ruined for me. Sean William I mean? Scott is a good dude, though. He's goon. He's the goon, and he's Stifler. He's great. We do love Stifler, man. We do love Stifler. And Stifler's um, mom. Oh, my God. She's in White Lotus. Yeah. Um, Never cool it. I'm taking the dog. Johnny Hayes hits a face buster. And that's the moment when I realized that Jim Cornette was with the dynamic dudes. You saw, you saw him at ringside. You're like, oh, this is fucking Jimmy. It's uh, like, why the fuck is Jim Cornette with these dudes? Ace with a side headlock, and he's doing this thing where he's like kicking away Hayes trying to hop in the ring. And Hayes comes in. Ace then gets a head scissors on him and does a double move to the two of them. That's pretty good. But that's also where, where I realized the dudes are being booed heavy here. Well, you you know, they get these Californian bitches out of the South, you know? We're in Philly. Get them out of the Northeast, then. I don't know what to tell you, man. I looked it up because I'm like, wow, the Freebirds are really popular. I'm like, are we in, you know, Tuscaloosa? Are we in fucking Jacksonville? Like, where are we? No, we're in Philly. 
currently in the current landscape, geopolitical landscape, the United States, the Democrats are very concerned about the, the, the Pennsylvania race because Dr. Oz was apparently very convincing the other night. Dr. Oz is the craziest motherfucker with doctor in his name, and I'm counting Phil and ha- Jekyll and Hyde, okay? Dr. Oz is off his fucking rocker. Yeah, brother, he might win in Pennsylvania. So that's where we are. Shout out to Canada. <laughs> Anyways, at one point, Johnny Ace does a fucking Okada roll. Jimmy Garvin. <laughs> Jimmy Garvin pushing his hip forward into Hayes' punch. And then Garvin hits a German suplex. It was the coolest shit I had ever seen. It was really good. We got a knee lift by Garvin, which knocks Ace to the outside. Cornette starts giving them like a pep talk, which is like, I don't know what a Jim Cornette pep talk is. I don't want one, but I, I don't know what it is. I think, I think it's basically just, yeah, buddy. So later on after the show, you're going to fuck my wife. <laughs> I, I, I knew you were going to make that joke at some point during this match. I should have put like money on it somehow. We have Freebird chance. Ace is fighting back with right hands. Back body drop by Garvin. Hayes with the clothesline in the corner. It's not bad. And the big thing they're building up to is the Freebirds hitting DDTs. Like that's the yep. move. Which we've watched four Freebirds matches. They haven't seen a single fucking DDT in any of them. <laughs> I've never even seen what's set up. Nope, not a single one. Um, Hayes goes for a DDT. Johnny Ace slips out right as Hayes is falling backwards. He gets a tag off to Shane. It's not right. Hot tag, drop kicks, meeting of the minds. Of course. And then we get to the finish, which is the dynamic dudes tried going for a double team slingshot back suplex, it looked like. Yeah. Um, Hayes does something that allows Garvin. He, tri- he trips Douglas. He trips Douglas. So Garvin's able to flip out of that. Into, it flipped basically the back suplex into a cross body on Douglas. Hayes holds off uh, Johnny Ace. One, two, three. The Freebirds win the match. Of the five matches, three of them end with crossbodies. I'm honestly surprised that more didn't. Three end with crossbodies. One ends with a pin breakup being what caused the pin. And one ends with the end credits rolling over Memphis <laughs> Championship Wrestling. And then you just hear... Give me the beat, Free my soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll. After watching the Freebirds, I understand their significance in the wrestling lore. The, between the entrance music, the heat of the feud, is the wrestling good all the time? No. Is Terry Gordy underappreciated? Probably. He's really good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's fucking great, man. Terry Gordy's really good. Uh, is Michael Hayes... Do I understand why Michael Hayes has been tasked to, like shepherd generations of wrestlers yes because he fundamentally understands something about getting over either either as a heel or a baby face he gets over do i also understand why buddy roberts kind of fell off into obscurity after all this absolutely yes in terms of the freebirds as they are now unfortunately there are not many freebirds who are still with us in 19 or 2001 terry gordy died of a heart attack and roberts died in november of 2012 at the age of 67 and also, Brad Armstrong died in 2012. It makes only Hayes and Garvin the living members of the Freebirds at time of recording. Uh, really sad. Really hey, sad. You know, yeah. we we still have Michael Hayes. I believe he's still employed by WWE, correct? He is the head of the agents and producers yeah. in, in WWE, uh, while Garvin is an airline pilot. That is awesome. It's very awesome. It's very I, cool. You know, there was a stretch last year before I got my job where I was legitimately considering becoming a pilot. 
You considered Wait. a lot. I remember you considered a lot of like careers that I, if you ask kindergartners what they would like to do, they say like pilot. I think you might firefighter. have been firefighter, firefighter, superhero. Like you considered all of these. Well, you know, I am. I am currently rewatching My Hero Academia, which is which is all about becoming a pro hero. So I really liked covering the Freebirds. What do you think? Watching these matches. I I mean, look, I I've I've already gone back and done my deep dive on the Freebirds before. So this was really just fun for me to do. I I will never say no to to watching a Freebird match just because I love. I don't go into these matches expecting five star classic wrestling. You know, great all this stuff. I go into it thinking these guys are the most charismatic people in the world. And I just want to see that. I just want to feel that that entertains me. I go into this knowing that it's an entertainment product and I'm fucking entertained. Uh, and, And honestly, I don't think there are very many people in the, in wrestling history that have entertained me personally more than Michael Hayes. This guy's fucking awesome. Uh, I'm very happy to see that he's the head of agents uh because he he's fucking great at what he does he really fucking is uh it it doesn't shock me that a lot of people uh especially in recent wrestling have been influenced by him who have uh have clearly taken his directives on a bunch of stuff because you watch this you're gonna tell me that the miz wasn't in the slightest bit influenced by michael hayes yeah, you can tell me that that a lot of these guys who come up nowadays wouldn't be influenced by michael hayes this guy's fucking awesome He's one of the best promos we've ever had. He's easily, in my opinion, top five most charismatic people to ever grace the, the ring. And my my big thing is that we didn't get more. I mean, he's 30 in the last match. The fact that we didn't get much a much better run, um, even when he went to to go deal with McMahon in the, in the 90s, is, is a bit disappointing, you know? Yeah, the Freebirds were last together in 94. Um, they in the global wrestling federation, they had some like mini reunions in 99 Gordon Hayes reunited for an episode or for a a match at power pro wrestling actually against uh, one guy who I don't know and Rikishi, which is interesting. Uh, And also that might've been a WWE thing because I I believe Hayes was with them. Yeah. January, 2000 Gordon Hayes wrestled for Oklahoma pro wrestling against the Hardy boys. He was the manager of the Hardy boys. And then, like I mentioned, Gordy passed away in, in July of 2001. So, which is unfortunate. Very really unfortunate. is. That's a guy who could have been something really special. I mean, he was a part of something really special, but as a singles, I, I think I think Terry Gordy really could have been some something yeah. like a big star somewhere if he had gotten the ball. Wherever you are listening, be sure to rate the podcast five stars. It helps out tremendously. You made it this far into the podcast. Give us a five-star rating. It helps us out a ton. And tell a friend. We've covered a lot of good wrestling history recently. You know, Conan. Bull Nakano. Want to go talk about The Miz? We talked about him like a month ago. Go and listen to that. Uh, also, follow us on the socials, most importantly because it's Javier's birthday the day that this episode drops, and I want to see somebody wish this man a happy birthday. Where can they find you, Javi? I'm on the Twitter machine, at Sports. October 29th is a beautiful, beautiful day. October 29th, 1997 was a beautiful, beautiful day. I am a child of this world, and I am now 25 years old. My God, look at the man. He's growing. Uh, follow me on Twitter. It's not my birthday or anything, but I'm cool as hell. Uh, added 7 Gomes, I-T-S-E-V-A-N-G-O-M-E-S. Follow the podcast, most importantly, on Twitter and on Instagram at Crossbody of Work. Uh, be sure to check out Full Press Wrestling for all of your wrestling news, as well as all the links to all the matches we watch, so we can provide you with 
the things that we talked about. Sometimes it's better to hear us talk about it, but sometimes it's better to just watch this shit unfold. Yeah. Like, could we fully explain that Bull Nakano opening match, the craziness? No, you had to see it for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Go and watch these Freebirds matches. Uh, full press shop to buy the merch, support the boys. Buy yourself a t-shirt for Christmas, maybe, or Hanukkah, mm-hmm. or any others. Or because it's a Tuesday and you had a hard day at work and you want to do some online shopping, just buy one of the boys' shirts. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Or if you just want to give me a birthday present, give yourself a present and buy one of the shirts. <laughs> That's right, because it's also a present to us. Next week, Javi, it's, it's not really an old guy we're covering. It's a guy who's still going. Yeah, very much still going. Well, if you've if you're listening to this and you happen to have seen Rampage last night, uh, you would have seen him. He's That's the right. most recent victim to Wardlow. Assuming that he's title. a victim, yeah, he is a victim. Hundred percent, he is. A he's victim. a victim. Uh, we're covering Matt David, Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor. I mean, the guy's been he's been in a few companies. We're seeing him now in in. Um, in AW, obviously, because of the connection to Tarawish. I believe he may have had it some time in TNA or Impact Wrestling or whatever. We know him most, most famously for his his uh, his involvement with the Kingdom. Former Ring of Honor World Champion. He, he really is a guy who has sort of been one of the defining characters of Ring of Honor for the last decade, decade plus. Uh, and a guy that we chose because he's a more modern name but not in one of the bigger companies. Mm-hmm. And I feel, and he was, you know, aside from that one stretch there where he was the Ring of Honor world champion, not really a, a, a top, top guy. So I, th- I think it'd be cool to cover uh, Matt Taven. He was my suggestion. Uh, if and you showed me a room of 10 white guys and said one of them was Matt Taven, I wouldn't be able to pick up which one was Matt Taven. Hey, Matt Taven's from Massachusetts, all right? <laughs> So you, I, that doesn't help me in my fucking choosing, all right? You put some fucking respect on Matt Taven's name. I respect Matt Taven enough, but I just don't know what he looks like. All right, it's time for everyone's most important. It's the most important part of the podcast. It's everyone's favorite part. It's life advice with Javier. Javi, any final words for the people? People, I'm trying. Uh, this week on Life Advice with Javier, I've been looking at cars recently, specifically one car. My next car is going to be a Hyundai Kona. I know that it's going to be a Hyundai Kona. Um, so I've been looking at, at good little deals, you know, see, seeing what my options are for that. And I came to the realization that no matter how good my credit score, which it's excellent, um, or the down payment, unless I'm paying this fucking car off, the interest rates are going to kick me in the ass. So if I need everyone here, this week's Life Advice with Javier is to stop buying shit. Stop. Don't buy a house. <laughs> don't buy cars. Let the fucking interest rates go up because they keep going up because we keep fucking buying shit. Let them go up so that they can go down. Let them go down. I need car. Okay? (laughs) This week's Life Advice with Javier. Help my fucking economy out here in the good old US of A and stop buying shit. I'm going to go buy so much more shit now. All right. Thank you so much for listening. We're back next week with Matt Taven. As our last episode before another three-parter, we'll reveal the three-parter at the end of our next episode. We'll talk to you then. Bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.